You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Taxpayers Australia's podcast. It's Tax Wrap episode 66, and we're going to get our kicks on episode 66 today with uh, Andy Nguyen and Ladies Troy um, talking about some great things. Where Andy brought up the topic of uh, some new online interactive tools that the tax office has released, and um, I had my doubts, but I went and had a look, and they're fantastic. They're really good. So tell us more about it. Yeah, I think this is to continue on from uh, our uh, podcast last week on digital oh, disruption. disruption. That's true. And um, basically, the DATO's released a number of different tools where taxpayers, whether you're an employer or an employee or an individual, can use uh, to work out, nut out some of your tax affairs. And DATO has come out with basically four tools. Some of these are revisions, others are are essentially new, and these include uh, the GST property tool, the employee employee versus contractor tool, the PSI tool, and last but not least, the uh, super, guarantee. super guarantee one. So I've always, almost forgotten that one. <laughs> so basically, these tools are decision tools. So basically, if you hop onto online and access these tools, you answer a series of questions, and depending on how you answer the questions, they will give you a different set of mm, That's what uh, impressed me. Questions, you, yeah. Depending on how you ticked the box, you went somewhere else. That's correct, suit, yeah. It was, it was terrific. Yeah, it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure, I <laughs> might like to add. Uh, when you give a bit of uh, background as to why the APO has come out with all these uh, new tools or improved tools in the last uh, four or six weeks, um, at the end of last year, Taxpayers Australia, we were involved in an APO consultation with professional bodies and... Uh, representative firms as well in relation to how they provide private advice. Now a lot of our listeners will know that private advice often involves private rulings, that's the first thing you think of, but within this category they've also captured things like online decision making tools by way of example where you can, it it may not be private advice in the same sense as private rulings, but it is customised advice and so the ATO is actually quite strategically and actively looking at having more of these types of tools or decision trees made available online so that users, whether they be tax professionals or business owners or individual taxpayers, can access them 24 hours a day, seven days a week at their own leisure from the comfort of their own computer to help them with their tax affairs. So Mm. this is just the beginning of um, a long road. Yeah, because I know know that the um, contractor or employee decision tool has been around in some form for a little while, but this one that I had a look at today is um, an improvement on that. It's uh, it's terrific. It's um, after that, then you can be certain. I mean, is there any certainty when you come to the end of the whole process? How yeah, sure are you? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, now, the the employee versus contractor tool that you were talking about that was um, the Board of Taxation a while back did look at some of the impediments facing small business, and they did find that that tool wasn't necessarily useful enough, and had actually made recommendations to the ATO to improve that tool for the mm. benefit of its its users. Um, one of the other things that um, we had identified was that it didn't necessarily provide the relevant protection. How much reliance can you place on it? Now, the ATO with some of these tools have said that if you were to use it and, and your fact pattern um, hasn't changed since you've actually used that tool, you can place some level of reliance in terms of the penalties that might be imposed. So in that particular in that particular case, if you were to do so, the ATO would argue that you might have a reasonably arguable 
position if you were to use that tool. We must certainly explain that using these online tools is absolutely no replacement for getting um, either professional advice mm. or binding advice from the ATO and the law certainly cannot provide that level of protection and so it would be to play devil's advocate it will almost be unreasonable to expect uh, the result of these tools to uh, provide the same level of protection as a private binding ruling yeah, or see. personal advice however having said that um, the ATO does so to speak have a duty to ensure that the tools are pretty reliable and 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 that's why they've put at the end of all these tools that so long as you have been honest and accurate in all your answers um, to paraphrase what they say of course yeah. uh, then you can rely on the results given and even if it turns out that the substantive answer was wrong for example if upon a further investigation or order or your own uh, detailed assessment you find out that your your worker is actually a contractor and not an employee or vice versa mm. yes there may be underpaid tax in some way shape or form but you won't be slugged with heavy fines and penalties. Yeah, the, the best thing, I mean, not the best thing, but one of the convincing things that I found about it was that you get to the end of, the, say, the personal services income tool and you get the option to get a printout. And I thought, oh, great, if I'm a businessman, I can get that printout, take it along to my accountant, and we'll go through the facts, my answers, and he'll be able to tell me, yes, you're this, you're this, you're this, or this is going to be the outcome. So I found that very reassuring. Yeah, yes. I mean, and that's the appropriate way that it should be used. It's really, yep. you know, it's really a guide and, uh, you know, if you do use it, I mean, at least you can have something, put it away on file, yep. um, provided that your circumstances don't um, change materially. Yes, so and, with, and with issues like these issues that we're talking about, so much of it is based on judgment, so much of it is based on specific fact patterns. And so one good way to use it would be that the tax agent may very well do their own analysis as per usual, as the way that they've always done it, but then they may also put the information through one of these tools just to see whether the ATO's view is the same as their view. Oh, yeah, if yeah. it's the same, very well, put it you know at the back of the file to support your own analysis. Mm. But if it seems to be different, you, what these tools can also help you with, it can isolate the areas or the questions which may have triggered that difference. So then at least you can have a look at that and see whether you may have analyze something wrongly or you might have answered one of the questions wrongly or perhaps uh, you'd simply disagree with the ATO. It could, or it could be as simple as you misinterpreted something. Yeah, and that's yep. an excellent point there, Lydia, as well in terms of, you know, in terms if you're a tax agent, you're a taxpayer, you're, you're wishing to manage your risk on those particular points. And so, as Lydia aptly put, if you can isolate those points, at least you know where you might, you know, sway one way or another. Mm. If you've answered a question one way or another way, then that affects the outcome. And it's good to see that the ATO isn't actually doing something that, w that takes the tax agent or accountant out of the picture. They're very still much firmly in the picture. It's just informing the clients. Yes, um, and, and in fact, most of these tools that we're talking about today, the majority of them are actually aimed at the business owner or, or at the business, which generally oh, yes. translates into the tax agent, really. Yep. So, for example, the employee contractor decision tool that we're discussing today, this is for the employer, really, or the tax agent to use to see whether their worker is um, an employee or contractor. Mm. And likewise, with the superannuation guarantee tool, is for the employer to see whether they need to pay their employee slash contractor any super guarantee. Yeah whereas the individual worker has different tools available to them. And so you're very on the board there, uh, Steve, in saying that the tax agent 
has a very integral role mm. in using these tools on behalf of the business owner or the employer. And I guess the thing is, as the name suggests, they are tools. So yeah, yes. so, so it's, it's, use it with some level of caution, yes. I suppose. Yeah, one tool yeah. within the whole tool belt, really. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you got to be, as with any tool, you've got to be careful how you use it and use it properly. Okay. So what else? It's the personal services income tool. Yes. What and one interesting thing to note about the personal services income tool, as we've just discussed with all the digital disruption going on, uh, the ATO is not only putting things online on websites available for us, but actually integrating its services more and more. So with the PSI tool, this was a tool that previously existed. The Board of Tax also made recommendations uh, to improve it. So several changes have been made. But one functionality that is brand new is that an individual user can actually log into it via the MyGov account, and if they're happy with the uh, with what the tool gives them as an answer, they can actually automatically link the tool results to their tax return. Yeah, really. So that's that's just another um, example and, of the digital disruption. Really, yep. that's that's integrating everything more and more. Okay, and it manipulates or not, you know, processes the tax return yeah. as per the PSI standing of that individual taxpayer. That's correct, yeah. So one of the other things we've also observed with the PSI tool as well is that um, there has been improvements in terms of, because in tax, as you, you're well aware, Steve, there's a lot of defined terms. Right. And so mm. it does have some good um, help buttons where you can click on it and it does actually provide you with um, the meanings of those various terms so that you don't get yourself caught up in trying to say, oh, you know, you don't necessarily take up the literal meaning of that particular word. Okay. You, you know, so you can have a look and then work out, okay, this is, click on that button and you'll know exactly what it means from an income tax perspective. Another thing that we found when we ran through this PSI tool as a test is that every time you answer a question, it gives you a little information bar about what that answer means for you. So yes, you do have to answer every question in order to get a complete answer that summarizes everything and takes into account everything but every step of the way it actually tells you what that specific answer means for you and so that's another area it, it that's another way where you can see um, which factors are triggering um, a different result to what you might have expected okay. or which areas you might need to reconfigure when you're doing your tax planning for the next year. Yeah, yeah, I must admit I missed that feature, but that, sound, that sounds terrific. What mm. else did I miss? Yeah, one <laughs> curious thing as well that me and Lady have also observed when we were playing around, particularly around the PSI tool, was the fact that one of the mandatory fields was that you had to put in the taxpayer's name or the entity, and that was something that we found a little bit curious because these these tools are supposed to be anonymous mm. in terms mm. of you know the name of the taxpayer, so you, you don't have to... I mean, by all means, you can put in, you know, ABC Co. or, or you know, uh, John Smith in, in that uh, in that particular name box. But it was just curious to us as to why that particular field was mandatory. And of mm. course, as we mentioned before, uh, if if an individual chooses to use it through their MyGov account to download directly to the tax return, it goes without saying that they must provide all their identifying details. Oh right, okay, of course. Well, but but that's, then, that's then you, if you're lying on it, you, you, you should right. do that. And I guess the other thing to also note about these tools is there is some limitations uh, for some of those tools. For example, you know, um, for example, if you were to use, I think it was the employee contractor tool, that's mm. that's only limited to non-labour hire um, uh, hire yes. entities. So there are limitations outlined in the actual tool itself as well. So when you do hop onto the relevant tool, it's necessary for you to go. Double check what those limitations are so that you know you, you can com properly complete it.
Right, right. Yeah. The GST and property tool, how does that work? Yeah, so that's a little bit different to the others. It's Because GST and property is such a wide area. Not only are we talking about the different um, taxable consequences that can arise from a transaction related to property, which might not just simply be a sale, but there are numerous concessions and exemptions that can relate to property as mm. well. And so the first page of the tool, or the first question really, it's actually asking you what topic you actually want to question the tool about. So these include um, enterprise and registration, uh, sale or lease of real property, um, or if you're on the other side of the transaction, any GST credits that you can claim, uh, the margin scheme, um, transferring property between associates, uh, any changes in the use of residential premises, Concessions should do with farmland or going concern because you can get GST exemptions on those sorts of things if you meet all the conditions and also subdivisions of vacant land. So it gets you to actually pick the relevant topic first and then for each of those topics, it will take you through a whole range of questions yep. to help you figure out your a different GST scenario. consequences. Yeah, yeah. So the tool's very useful in that regard, Steve, because we get a lot of questions through our helpline, particularly around the GST impact oh, yeah. uh, on um, uh, land transactions and mm. this tool's seems to be pretty good as in the uh, in the sense that it does cover all those various topics so if you do stumble across one of those sorts of issues um yeah it's worth giving this tool a go um that's great look um listeners um if you want to we'll put, provide links to these tools on our podcast webpage so go to taxpayer.com.au forward slash podcast to find those and of course if there's anything else you'd like to discuss please send us an email or get in touch via social media and we'll do what we can uh, thanks again andy and letty and thank you listeners we'll see you next week